Are you tired of being overrun by the Kilrathi? Do you want to show how, how big your balls are in the force of sheer enemy forces? How great of a pilot you are, maybe the second greatest pilot in the Academy. Then you need to go to heshirtsheshirt.com where they've got shirts with balls on them and, and, and other kinds of shirts. And also our shirt here for just some guardians, which live on the stream I'm actually wearing. I didn't even think about that till just now. Uh, you, you can get our shirt on there. and It's beautiful. It's very comfortable. I love their products. They have tons of, of shirts you can choose from, really cool designs. And if you're looking for your own custom makes, you can hit them up with your designs and they'll gladly print off a shirt with your own design on it. Wonderful people to use, wonderful people to work with over at heshirtsheshirt.com once again, where you can use code JSGCAST to get 10% off of your order. And uh, let's enjoy this, this episode of the Untitled Movie Podcast that Jay still has not named. Take it away. Playing DMC Free theme music for podcast. We don't have any. Hello and welcome to JSG's Untitled Movie Podcast, Episode 4. Hopefully, just like Episode 4 of Star Wars, this is when it starts to get good. Fuck Doom. Dear <laughs> gamers who love games Fuck, and dude. movie watchers that love games. We figured that what would happen if we combined both of these and did this podcast? Hell, Hollywood did the same thing with these movies, so how how bad could it be? I am looking at you, Doom. So let's introduce... So let me introduce my co-host, an amazing bearded gamer version of Nick Nolte, Mr. Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Nick Nolte, this, uh, I like it. It's been someone different every episode. I never know who it's going to be. I love it. Oh. Evil J twenty seven eighty nine, the host of this show. How are you? Not bad. You? I'm doing wonderful. I am very excited for this episode, especially after the last one. Uh, anything would be better than the the Mario the that Mario Brothers movie would be better than Doom. You know what I mean? That's on the list. I know. I'm scared for that episode, too, but I am very excited for what we have in store tonight, my man. Uh, yes. I actually watched it yesterday. Hey, me and too. And finished it this morning. I'd completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you just reminded me of a couple days ago, too. That's actually hilarious that you forgot. Evil uh. J. So game-wise, what have you been playing besides oh, shit. Final Fantasy Online? Isn't that what it's called? Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, that's their... Uh, yeah, a shit ton of that. And absolutely loving every second of it. But you said you don't want to know about that. Okay, great. <laughs> Thanks, friend. Uh, I actually got back into Apex Legends recently. And by got back into I mean I played it for one night. But it was a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoyed you know a lot of the changes... The new gun is, uh, it exists. I can't say I like it. The new legend is super cool. It was fun. We had our final Apex Legends tournament. Uh, yes, a lot of did. people have heard about that on these podcasts, on this feed. Um, so we had our final one of those, and he was very strong, and every team was using him, Seer. And then they nerfed him, and but he's still, like, it's such a cool toolkit. So being able to actually play and have uh, a Seer on the team, I was like, all right, I can see why everyone is using him, because it's like... 
I wonder where, oh, yep, I know exactly where the enemies are now and what their health looks like and what armor they have. This is fantastic. I have wall hacks and call it. Did you jump into their arena thing yet? Uh, Yeah, I have jumped into the arena. Arenas is a ton of fun. It's, uh, I can't grind it as much as the battle Royale for some reason. Like I can play like an hour of the arena and I'm like, all right, I'm good, but I could sit there for hours in, in BR, but. Yeah, the arena's really well done. It's got that Valorant CSGO kind of like, you know, buy as you buy equipment and shields okay. and all that stuff as you go each round, depending on how you how well you play and whatnot. It's yeah, it's really cool. I really enjoy it. I just I wound up buying they had it on sale on the Xbox because I had to rebuy it again because mm-hmm. uh Division Two. Oh really? Yeah. How's just that for been something? going? good it's well because i have the the xbox series s now yeah oh that's right so and it is uh optimized for the series <laughs> so it looks really nice on a console now oh yeah dude it's a beautiful it's a beautiful game have they um i haven't checked if there's any been like big updates since last time uh, we all just, were playing it on pc um they just have their, I don't even know what they're called. Cause I have it. I had, I didn't realize that on division on the Xbox, I hadn't fully finished the main story. <laughs> so I have, have having to go through that again on PS4. I had completed the full story. And I think on PC, I had gotten to the point where I could go to New York or something like that. But on Xbox, I hadn't. So it's pretty much I'm just starting the game over again. Ugh, always. That's a good game to do that, though. That story is a ton of fun. I, I really well, enjoyed the time I put in that game. I just wish there was more content coming for it. Well, they do have that whatever that free-to-play thing they're doing, Division Heartland. Oh, it's that, like, first-person version, right? No, that's uh, X Defiant. Oh, you're right, right, right. What's, what's the Heartland one again? Um, it's sounding like it may be similar to survival from division one. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 That'd be pretty cool. So kind of a BR, but not fully. But not really. Yeah. But more like a, yeah. Dark zone BRE kind of. Yeah. And it's being done by, um, Red Storm, which, uh, out of North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. They're yeah, the yeah. ones, they're the ones that came in and fixed all the PVP mm-hmm. for division and division one. I remember when they came in, we're like, all right, here we, Oh, yep. Here it is. Let's go. Now, what led to the plan division two is I have uh, ghost, uh, ghost recon breakpoint for free. I got it for free when I got my graphics card for my computer and I started playing it. I'm like, why am I playing this when I can just play division? Mm hmm. Because it's the same thing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then, of course, yeah, Destiny 2. Have but you... this is not a Destiny 2 podcast. No. I just want to know, though, have you messed with cross-play yet? Since no, not yet. Okay. Cool. I'm trying okay. to find someone who has and understood. Like, I just want to know if it works well and if the in-game voice is decent or if it sucks like every other game. They, they just added it, apparently, this week. The in-game voice. Oh, the voice. voice? Okay. But I would probably, oh, I don't have a microphone for my Xbox, so I'd have to go through Discord anyway. Yeah, that's true. Discord's better anyway. That's all we need. Yep. Um, so we should get into the movie. I'm, yeah, let's, dude, I'm, fuck, I'm pumped. Let's go. So the synopsis that I have. 
Uh, what is the movie, actually? We haven't even oh. mentioned it yet. Um, it is... Uh, Super Mario Bros. No. <laughs> 1999's Wing Commander. Wing Commander from Mr. Chris Roberts. Those who directed you, it. Who directed it, yes. And also uh, was the designer of the Wing Commander games, which, yep. as we all know, is the premise of this podcast, movies based off games. Um, and anyone who's listened to the regular... Uh, the well, not the regular, but the other the other JSG show on this feed, uh, Star Citizen is a big game that a lot of us play, and Chris Roberts is is the head of that as well. So it's still like a franchise and series and stuff that is uh, going on today and fresh. So it's cool to see something that's been around this long, because I think the first game, not to jump ahead to you, but I think it came out in 1990. So. Uh... Oh, I had it up. Let me, actually, I do have that up. Yeah, September of 1990 was when w- the wing, first Wing Commander game came out. Oh, I do have it up. So yeah, so this has been this has been rock and rolling for a while, which is super cool. But yeah, anyway, sorry, do your thing. Um, and the synopsis of the movie is Blair, a fighter pilot, joins an interstellar war to fight the evil Kilarathi, who are trying to destroy the universe. Pretty much the synopsis of the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it was directed by, as you said, Chris Roberts. Uh, the writers are Chris Roberts. He did the characters because of the video game, and Kevin Durrani, who did the screen, the screen story. The uh, screenplay. Stars Freddie Prince. What? The screenplay. No, it actually says screen story. Really? That's awesome. Yeah, on IMBD. I, uh, stars Freddie Prince Jr., Matthew Lillard, and Shafran Bur- Burroughs. There's a yeah. whole bunch of other actors that you would recognize from tons of movies, actually. Like, yeah, a lot of people were in this movie. Oh, did you figure out who the voice of his ship is? Merlin. Oh, no, I did not. No? One I'm Mr. Gonna... Mark Hamill. Okay, I know Mark Hamill's in, I think, the future. Game. He's in the game, and then he's in, yeah. was there more movies? I feel like he was in one of no. the movies. No. There was a cartoon a- adaptation. Okay, you're right. He is just in the game. Yeah, you're right. Um, Actually, I think he plays the character that Freddie Prinze Jr. plays in the video games. Okay, that sounds about right. And when we get, yeah, the, no. uh, when we get the actual campaign single player for... It's called Squadron Forty Two, which is the Star Citizen one. Mark Hamill actually exist. It does exist. Um, Mark Hamill's a big character in that, so I'm excited to see that as well. Um, it uh, had a budget of thirty million dollars, and did a box office of eleven point six million dollars. Huh. So yeah, it didn't make. <laughs> It's money back, which is like, which is sad. I'm just, like, as just a sci-fi movie, like video game aside, the fact that I enjoy star citizen stuff aside, like, uh, you know, no surprise. This is a movie I never actually went and saw. This is my first time watching it just as like a sci-fi movie by itself from 1999. Like I thought it was great. Maybe, maybe a night. I think it would have done better in 1989. I guess it was pretty, uh, 
Now that I'm thinking about other movies that come out in 1999, I could see why this wouldn't have gone as well. But as just like a, as a sci-fi movie by itself, I thought it was really good. The number one movie from 1999 is Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Yeah, and that uh, definitely was a different... Uh... Yeah, no, I can uh, see that. So it was, yeah, Phantom Menace, then Sixth Sense, Toy Story 2, The Matrix, Tarzan, The Mummy, Notting Hill, The mm. World Is Not Enough, American Beauty, and Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. That's yeah. what came out in 1999. That's a rough year to try to be big in movies. But, yeah, I think if it was an early 90s movie, like... It feels like an early 90s movie until you look up what year it was made. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, with a budget of only $30 million. Yeah, there's only so much you can do with that. And you can tell they pushed that to the limit. When was it? I'm trying to see when it was actually like the date it was released. Uh, March. So what was it up against? March 12th, yeah. That's pretty early in the year for a movie release. Summer of Sam, Vendetta, American Pie, Arlington Road, The Blair Witch Project. Oh, I forgot Muppets about that. Muppets from Space. Oh, I loved Muppets from Space. Uh, Inspector Gadget. That was all right. Oh, they don't even have it. L- oh, wait, no, that's July. Where's March? June? May? Oh, April. What? Oh, there's March. Okay. Uh... Oh, it opened uh, with Baby Geniuses, The Corrupter, Deep End of the Sea, of the Ocean, The Rage, Carry 2. That's what it opened with. Gotcha. Well,. I thought it was amazing. I'm sorry that it didn't make the money it should have. The funny thing about him, though, uh, Chris Roberts, is he had a production company, too. So he started his own production company, uh, Ascendant Pictures, in the early, in early 2003. And movies that he produced, like... He produced the the Punisher, uh, Outlander, War. right? Um, what else? Uh, yeah, Lord of War, Outlander, the Big White, the Jacket, Ask the Dust, Who's Your Caddy? <laughs> oh, Lucky Number Eleven. Yep. He just. I, Directing this movie. <laughs> oh, and I have a great quote from Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, okay, bring it. I can't stand Wing Commander. I can't watch one scene of that movie. I read <laughs> the script and loved it. So did my buddy Matthew Lillard. We both got the parts. We went on location and they said, here's the new script. It was a piece no. of crap. No. <laughs> so they, oh, they changed the script for the whole thing. Oh, that sucks. I had no idea. Anyway, well, before we get into all the side stuff, like, yep. we're jumping way ahead of ourselves. What did you think of the movie? Um, For what it 
is, and knowing what it costs to make, I didn't mind it. Okay. Um, it didn't go off from like comparing it to what the video games were. Cause the video games are pretty much, you're on a ship, you go out, you shoot stuff, you go back to the ship. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Er, er, very early nineties games yeah. in space. Yeah. Where this movie followed that they're on a ship, they go out to space, they come back to the ship. People are racist. Oh, yes. Pilgrims. Damn pilgrims. Which is, it has so much stuff taken from other science fiction movies. Pilgrims are pretty much Jedi. They feel oh, yeah. it. They, they... They, just, they just feel the galaxy. Yeah. Well, I liked, you know, the, the thing with that is at first it was really bugging me. Like how many people were like, oh, pilgrim, pilgrim, pilgrim. And you're like, I don't know what that even means. And then it was like towards the end of the movie is when the Commodore sat down and actually explained it. You're like, oh, and it wasn't like it was actually really inter. I thought that was actually a really well written story point was that like it wasn't just your people were different. And so we hate you like your people were different and they thought they were better than everyone else. And that's why we hate you. Like, I was like, all right, I get that. That that makes more sense than just like, you're different, so none of us respect you. Could have kind of explained that near the beginning of the movie. Ish. It yeah. was just that like, because he was, he was a air quotes half breed, no one liked him, you know, but never explained like why being a pilgrim was bad, just that everyone hated it. But. Okay, okay that's where he's from. But yeah, the, no. um. No, the the commander, uh, Ad, where is it? Admiral Tolan. Mm-hmm. He's from Tron. Oh, okay. Pick- uh, one of the guys on the main bridge was in uh, uh, Lieutenant Obutu, Hugh Corshi. I think he was in episode one of Star Wars. Yeah, yep. yeah, he was the the head of security for the Queen Queen Amidala. Oh, he was in Highlander also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a he, he started. I saw him. and I'm like, he looks kind of familiar. And the second he talked, I was like, oh, I know that voice. And then they had um, Perot from Agatha Christie. That was the Captain Jason Sansky, the um, the captain of the Tiger Claw. Oh, okay, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's, I know him more from, yeah, from Hercure Perot, the, uh, the Agatha Christie books. They did a whole, BBC did a whole TV series. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he plays a French guy, pretty much. Very British. You Canadians. Constantly watching French stuff. He's not French, though. He's, it's just his character was French. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as as for me, as I mentioned earlier, I I just I really enjoyed this movie. It uh it definitely didn't feel like a movie from 1999, like I'd say latest 95, but like you said yeah. with the budget they had, um I the, the cast was really good. The script, like you could tell the script wasn't as strong as it could be, and now that I've heard that story that makes sense. But I really like I enjoyed all the characters. I enjoyed how stuff 
Um, like there wasn't really a lot of hand holding, but they did explain it later. It wasn't just like, yeah, we just forgot to write about this. Like it was purposely led you around. I thought the directing was actually, you know, pretty good. Uh, there's a few weird acting moments, but like the, the combat was a ton of fun. Uh, the flight uniforms I thought were super cool. Some of the actual regular uniforms looked like tent, like the material they used to make tents, like Coleman tents, you know? And I had a good chuckle about that, but especially like I was grinning ear to ear most, most of the movie because I play a ton of star citizen. And so to like seeing a ton of like, you know, the main ship they drive like is now in, in star citizen is the P 52 Merlin, which we've flown, you know, which is the name of the actual, the AI in the ship in, is Merlin. In the ship is Merlin, yeah. Which is a nod, you know, obviously to Wing Commander, right? In Star Citizen. But like, we've flown that ship. And there's a few other ships that are like in the game. And I've flown them. And like, the missile pods, the missiles look exactly like the, like, I recognized and could name you like exactly the stats for the missiles these guys were using in the movie. And I'd never seen the movie before. It was a weird experience to watch a movie where you could nerd out and say all the really geeky shit, you know, like, Oh, this was this plane and they use this. And this is the model number for this, but I'd never seen the movie before. (laughs) It was an out of body experience. And then like, there's a few times I was like, Oh, I've done that. Um, like towards the end when, uh, angel ejects. Yeah. And, uh, and Blair like glides to his canopy is like touching hers, you know, and he like flies up. I'm like, I've done that a million times in star citizen. It was just those little, little moments. It was just like, I was grinning ear to ear. Like I've done that in game. I've done this thing. I know what they're flying. I know what weapons they're using. This is amazing. Or at the very beginning when they, we first get introduced to the characters when they get on, on their new ship, um, maniac and Blair, yeah. And they're like looking, you know, looking at the Merlins and whatnot. And they're like, like, oh, is this what everyone's using? Cause they're like patched together and whatnot. Um, and they were like, and I was about to quote something and then I lost the quote. Uh, give me one second here. Oh, here uh, the, um, no, where is it? I don't want to say the wrong ship after just geeking out about ships. And I totally had it, and then I lost it. And I feel really dumb for having for doing what I just did. Oh, the the um, hornets, the hornets. That's what it was. Yeah, and they said, "Oh, it's nothing like the hornets we trained on." I'm like, "I've flown a hornet. Like I know what they're talking about. The 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 next ship in the military that they all trained to fly on. It was like, yeah, it was such an out of body nerdy experience to like catch every reference." In a movie you've never seen before. <laughs> also, the aliens look like Ninja Turtles. <laughs> the cats. Mm-hmm. They were like cat, turtle, ogre, if you, monster things. Yes. And they had to limit how much they showed them. Yeah. And that's why all the hallways were full of like green gas. And it was dark lit, so you couldn't see anything. There is a lot of choices in uh, how shots are done, where you can tell that they were limited on a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. The flight scenes, when they're in the cockpit, you're only getting a shot. Of the cockpit. Yeah. Yeah. It's never space flying by behind them. 
Well, because I'm pretty sure they only had the one actual probably set built for the cockpit. <laughs> yeah. So they're all sitting in the same ship. All right, now you get out and say your lines. Now you get in and say yep. your lines. Now you get out and say your lines. And even the um, the the white claw, the tiger's claw, and then the other ship are exactly the same. They just changed the lighting. Oh, the the Benedict. Yeah, the one that was hiding behind the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff was uh, was really funny, but the actual like. For again, with how small the budget was, like the yeah. actual flights, the fight sequences in the air were actually like pretty good. I I really enjoyed like the first person look through the canopy doing, you know, doing all the, the tricks in the air and launching missiles. And the one thing that cracked me up with with the space battles, though, was the torpedoes. They'd like launch and they'd sit there for like yeah. eight seconds and then fly forward slower than everyone else was flying. And then blowing up like uh, the Commodore at the very end, like came in with his bomber to save the day. Yeah. And he released the torpedoes and then he flew off and it was like eight miles away before they even started flying forward to blow up. And I'm like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> I need to see. Oh, where is it? I wanted to see what the, the special effects company that did it. Okay. What else yeah, yeah. they have done. But it got all the special effects were done out of Austin, <laughs> Texas, which is actually Austin. That's isn't that where he or is he based out of London or is he? No, he's based out of Austin, Texas. Still, yeah, he's for, based out of Austin for um, uh, Cloud and Cloud Imperium, I think. Yeah, is the name of, of their. Which uh, he's he's he got more money for that game than he did for this movie. <laughs> Well, yeah, because because of the original games in this movie, everyone put money towards this game. He laid the groundwork for it. Uh, Digital Anvil was the name of the company. I wonder how many of these guys actually work for him now. Probably quite a few, because that name sounds familiar. But um, as far as like characters themselves go, like Freddie Prince Jr.'s, what is that Christopher oh. Blair? Right? What do you think of what do you think of him as a character? Um, it's Freddie Prince Jr. It's it. I'd seen like with this movie coming out, and I'd seen all the other movies that he had done. He's just, I don't picture him as a fighter pilot. Like. I thought I like Matthew Matthew Lillard fought the ro- play, played the role of a fighter pilot seem more. Oh yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. I think is is oh is as good as a fighter pilot, but it was when he was the actual Marine boarding with a gun. I was like, nah, I don't see this at all. Oh. Uh Digital Anvil was founded in ninety six by Chris Roberts. Okay. Aaron Roberts. Uh Robert Rodriguez. So the name was just flipped there. Okay, gotcha. Um, so it's they're known for uh, doing. Oh, they uh, do, 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 do. It's closed now. They're more known for doing video games. That makes sense. Yeah, 
Because I think that was that was the company he used for a lot of the later Wing Commander games. Uh, yeah, they wound up getting bought by Microsoft. Yeah, sounds about right. Roberts admitted that his team required large sums of money, <laughs> which only a huge company could provide. Yep, sounds about right. But um, but no, back to uh, back to Mr. Blair here from Freddie. Pri- the thing that cracks me up with his performance, you could tell, like, uh, like like you said, he mm. despises this movie. But oh, yeah. <laughs> as a character, he looked lost. Yes. the whole movie, every scene he was in, he looked like I don't know why I'm here. What am I doing? <laughs> but he, uh, I thought, I mean, I think he did. I mean, he's, a, he's a good actor. You know, I, I like most things he's been in. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought he did really good um, in, in the piloting and the pushing of the buttons and trying to figure out who he is and why people hate what he is and him explaining that part of his story. But his facial expressions, he just looked like he had no idea why he was in any scene. Well, when you go from doing romantic comedies, mm-hmm. to, so it was, okay, we're gonna. She's all that came out the same year this movie did, uh, and he's in that yep. movie. Yeah, he's known for like, and then before, like, what two years before that, he did. I know what you did last summer. Hmm. Um, and she's he was in that with Matthew also. Yeah. Uh, well, there was they had the run of. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, he did the he did a voice in Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Iron Bo- like, I just I think at this time at that time in '99, well, and as when you're reading one script, going yeah, we'll, we'll do this movie. You get the set, and it's like here's the new script. That's the worst. I've heard so many stories of that happening, and it always ends up bad. I don't know why. What happens? There's a creative process. Someone writes something really good and then someone higher up the chain goes, no, no, this will make us more money. It will be cheaper and easier to do after everything's already been put together and people agree. That's what happened to, um, oh, what's that movie? I love it. But, um, that Sean, it's Sean Connery with all like, uh, you know, it's got all the vampires and, uh, oh, uh, extraordinary gentlemen. Yes, where he retired right after it. Yeah, yeah. That happened to that movie. It had a really good script and everything, and then they all shut up for the movie and everything had been redone. And then yeah, and that, I like the movie a lot. It's it's a guilty pleasure of mine, but like knowing that it could have been a better when, thing. When you when you pretty much make Sean Connor retire from acting. Yeah, right afterwards. And that's And he had Partly. He'd done some movies that <clears throat> that's partly Sean's fault. Poor guy. He, uh, said no to so many scripts because they just sounded, he didn't understand them. Yeah. And they were big. Like he was offered like Han Solo and he didn't understand the script. And this won't go anywhere and said, no, bam, Star Wars is huge. He got the script for Lord. He was offered Gandalf and he was like, I don't understand the script and said, no, there's like so many huge roles that he didn't understand the script and said no. So this movie came along and he went, I don't understand the script, but I've learned my lesson. So I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> just bad. Well, depending timing. though, if he saw that script and that script was good mm-hmm. and then he gets to set and they're like, he's going to say no to this because he doesn't understand it. Maybe he understood that script. And it's like, okay, but that's not the script we're going to use. Yep. Same <laughs> that's thing. That's the happened. decoy script. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think same thing happened, if I remember, to Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman. That was a much better written movie before they showed up to do it. <laughs> you know, like... I wonder if they had, <coughs> they handed in the script for, like, Highlander. Here. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. This, is a... this looks great. <laughs> I'm playing a Spaniard. I'm a Spaniard, and I'm a Russian submarine captain. Oh, speaking of that, that's a great segue. This is a naval movie. Oh, yeah. Through and through. The rank they they used is Air Force. Mm-hmm. But everything else is naval. It's like a complete naval battle. Yeah, well, it's cool because a lot a lot of sci-fi movies will do this where um yeah, you still have your your pilots that are that are flying the fighter craft, but everything else when you're when you're you know flying a giant ass carrier still works the same as it would as like an aircraft carrier or a battleship or something, you know? So it makes sense in that atmosphere, you know, that, uh, in that lack of atmosphere, cause it's in space yeah. huh! to, uh, to use it. Like the, the Navy and the air force or, or the thing, you know? But why would the aliens use the same terminology? <laughs> well, you see, um, if you noticed <laughs> there, uh, when they when they finally have the aliens and they're following the ship, right? And they're so turned to port. It's like, well, would they call it port or would they call they have a completely different word? Did the aliens really say port? Yes, it's in the subtitles that they had. Well, see, because when they're notice, trying to get away from the gravity well, if you notice, uh, the subtitles are in alien first, and then they slowly become English. So I think what's happening is there's no direct translation word. Uh, for what the aliens were saying, oh, okay, you know, and the translator, the closest thing they could think of was port, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, the guy who wrote it is also also famous for writing Mortal Kombat from '95. Oh, bless him! Um, episodes of the Highlander, the TV show, mm-hmm. uh, an episode of Human Target, uh, uh, four episodes of Jake and the Fat Man. Hell yeah. And two episodes of The Equalizer. Uh, then he wrote this. <laughs> well, to keep on the vein here of the main characters, Matthew Lillard, uh, Lieutenant Todd Maniac. Like, and you, you mentioned for a brief second that you thought he did a much better job as a pilot guy. Like, what'd you think of, of him in this movie? He's Matthew Lillard. Yeah. He is... he pretty much plays the same character. He's just Matthew Lillard. How dare, how dare Matthew Lillard is a national treasure. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's, it's the, um, the Jeff Goldblum syndrome. How dare you? We need, (laughs) we need someone like Jeff Goldblum. Well, just hire Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's, it goes back to, um, you ever see the movie time bandit? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a character in that movie. In the script, it's titled, for that actor, what they wanted for that actor is Lake Sean Connery. So one of the, the, the managers or the producers is like, well, I know Sean Connery. Why don't we just get Sean Connery? You're like, what? You, we can do that? I'll talk yeah, to him. let's do Sean it. Sean Connery's in the movie. But in the script, it's an actor like Sean Connery. Oh, that's so so sometimes it works out. <laughs> And I was laughing. It, this is a total tangent here, but I was listening to. Uh, so Conan O'Brien has an awesome podcast. Conan O'Brien needs a friend, um, and he was talking with 
trying to remember who it was, but they both used to be writers for Saturday Night Live. And they were talking about that same kind of thing where it's, they're like, I feel sorry for these modern cast members. Cause like when we were acting and writing for Saturday Night Live or like even, you know, the Will Ferrell, you know, era, you know, where they would pretend to be famous people all the time. Yeah. And Saturday Night Live is such a big thing now that they'll do a skit and they'll be like, you know, who'd be a really good Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro. And they just have Robert De Niro in the show. You know, so it's like, yeah, they're talking about that same thing. Like I kind of feel bad for these actors on there now. Cause they can't just pretend to be someone. Cause they'll just hire that person to be on the show. Yeah. Cause what was it? They used to do. Um, there's one little from that where it was, they were doing, I think family feud. And it was, um, uh, Jimmy Fallon was playing, uh, uh, the guy from, um, the big bang theory. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they had Justin Timberlake playing Jimmy Fallon. Yes. And doing an impression of Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> I knew that was good. <laughs> yeah. But, they, uh, I, they don't do that as much anymore. No. Like man, you're was... like. That shit was so fun, dude. But anyway, Matthew Lillard in this movie, like he was so fucking charismatic. Again, it's Matthew Lillard. That man oozes charisma. His, when he walks on the ship and goes, here's how you make friends. And just bam, has this whole thing. He's planned out. It works flawlessly. You know, he gets with the girl. He's showing off. He gets his, he gets a new call sign almost immediately for just trying to show off and be a maniac, which he is. And I thought he played that very well, which he's played again. Like he's in a lot of movies. He plays kind of a crazy guy very well. Yeah. Um, he was serial in hackers. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, I thought he was really good in this movie and he looked like what, you know, whether they both hated or not, like he looked like he was have at least like, this is what it is. So I'm going to make the bust of it. Cause he looked like he at least had fun being just ridiculous it, on set. I think it came down to that. He was there. I, they, they have, they had to have been, I don't know what the relationship is now, but back then, cause they'd been in so many movies that they worked together all the time. Right. Oh yeah. They had to have been best friends. Oh yeah. So it was like, I, I'm, I'm getting paid to hang out with my best friend. Yeah. I'm already here. I might as well just have the best time I can while doing this, you know? Um, <laughs> Yeah, and he had they had some really he had some really good back and forth. Uh, it was that Ginny Holder who was Lieutenant Rosie? They had yep. a lot of really fun back and forth. Um, and then obviously that's heart crunch. You know his his acting when she goes down and he's trying to save her like that was great. Yeah, he's uh, you know he's trying to go out there. Everyone's holding him back. He's trying to call for anyone. Um, what one gripe I do have is there's never a medic. No, there isn't. They keep on calling for a medic. They call for a medic about seven or eight times, separate times. And then in those times, they call for a medic about 30 times and no one ever shows up. Even to the bridge, the captain of the ship gets hit in the head. He's bleeding and the medic still never shows up. You don't have one stationed on the bridge. Someone doesn't know basic first aid. I, I guess. But no, Matthew Littard, he did a very good job as a pilot in this role and being crazy. And you could tell he was just like, I'm here. I'm going to have fun. And I, well, I really enjoyed watching him. A medic does show up at the end of the movie, but it oh, takes right. Paladin. It takes Paladin to go, I'll be right, right back. back. 
<laughs> and he goes comes gets back him. with the medic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what'd you think of that? So the, the the couple times that they tried to do the old horseshoe, you know, they are like, oh, surprise. The moment when he announces that he's actually like secretly like a Commodore and yeah. like super high ranking official surprise. Did that like, was that a, was that a good twist or were you like, yeah, that was whatever. That was, you knew that was coming. Like it just, it wasn't really, it's like, he's something they're going to just because of how he was taught. The fact that he could easily get onto the ship and he had a ring like yeah. that one. That kind of blew me away. Yeah. How do we know? Funny. Throws a ring. Oh, a piece of jewelry. Well, it's fun. Like, I just assumed, like, he was really good friends with the guy, and he owed him, a f- like, the, a fo- favor was owed. What I thought, I saw a reveal coming, and I thought the reveal was going to be something totally different, like, I'm some, like, super important being, or, like, some famous, famous explorer that everyone would be like, oh my god, that's you? That's been, like, secret for 50 years or something? Yeah. But, so, I knew a reveal was coming, but I didn't expect it to be, like... I'm secretly one of the most highest ranking officials here, you know? So I was like, oh shit. There was originally though, um, cause there's a toy line for this too. That was released. Really? For this movie. I'm going to look at Yeah, there's an up. actual toy line. Wing toys. Um, there Trying was to supposed to be a traitor. And... I read that after watching the beginning of the movie. Oh, they actually, yeah, like trading cards and all these. Yeah. So I think it was the guy, you see the guy at the beginning of the movie, right? He does something on his computer and then all of a sudden he just gets up and walks away. Yeah. With his head kind of down. I think he was supposed to be the traitor and that he had set so that they could get the AI, the computer which they didn't grab off the ship. No, it was a big deal. And also, it was a actually, big, yeah. I have a question. That was okay. Did that look like it was just a car battery to you? Yes. Okay, good. Good. Okay. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's just a car battery with a couple extra wires coming out of it. Okay, good. You would have figured though, when he was trying to okay, let's let's destroy that the AI. Oh, it's malfunctioning. Which then you know that oh yeah, it's been sabotaged, right? Mm-hmm. He grabs a gun and starts shooting at the... You You figure if he's the commander, he would know that that glass is bulletproof. So the glass then is bulletproof. then he starts hitting it yes. with the butt of the weapon. You watch the glass. Wrong. A bullet won't go through it, but you think you're strong enough to punch through it? Come on. And it looked like he had a grenade launcher on there. He should yeah, have. He should just, he's in for a penny, in for a pound. Here we go. And oh, there had God. to have been a door. Yeah, like oh, someone has to be able to do maintenance or clean it or something. Did no one have like, oh, Jimmy's got the keys. He's in the bathroom. Like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that was hilarious. But yeah, it was on. But that did bother me too when they got in the board the alien ship and like this is the most important piece of technology we have. They and, look at it. He walks away and, <laughs> and everyone just leaves. leaves the room. Yeah, they're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> But there's like there's some really great moments, like when he's being chased by that battle cruiser, and goes to the anomaly at the beginning of the movie, yeah, and gets the countdown and pulls up at the last second and causes that ship to go in, you know, and get ripped apart. Like that was really cool. I really enjoyed that. Again, like it had as a sci-fi movie by itself, 
they had some awesome ideas that that worked really well. I really enjoyed. I love the the random pushing of buttons for the coordinates and stuff. Yes, but he, then you he tells them. Out. You figure he tells, it out in ten seconds. Yeah, he tells Merlin, "Oh, these are the coordinates," and then types it in. It's like, why are you doing both? <laughs> you just told the computer. Listen, you know, payphones were still all the rage then. It was not easy to get yourself working digits like that. It was in high demand. Actually, wouldn't that be those the the flip phones with the full keyboard at that time? Yeah, but payphones were still a big deal. That was still I'd be you know. Would you like to accept a collect call from? Hey, my mind to school, come pick me up. Bye. Click. You know, that it was still in that era. You know, so it was uh, actually they they yeah, got their hands on those digit machines and they wanted to get their their cameras worth out of it. This movie came out four <laughs> years after Hackers, and that was one of the things in Hackers was the the payphone, the little uh-huh. putting the thing up to the speaker. Speaker, yep. And playing oh. the, the code. <laughs> so you'd go to your payphone and go, do I have an insert for this? No, no, I don't. But yeah, and I, the, a lot of the shots, like that must have been, that had to have thrown them off. Where okay, you're in the you're in the pilot seat. We're filming you, and you're supposed to be talking to someone else. Now, did that person just stand up beside the ship to talk to you, Lime. and then they <laughs> and then they film their scene after? Like one thing, the one arc uh, that really bothered me. I, I don't know how much more there is to talk, but the um, I'm trying to find his name, but he was the guy. The, the other pilot that was like super racist, right? Um, Hunter? Yeah. He, Lieutenant Hunter, there you go, Richard Delaney. Um, he never had like a redemption arc. And usually no. when they put a character in that's like that against some, the main character, the whole movie, there's 100% of the time a redemption arc. And it never happened. Even at but the end, read. well, even at the end when he was like, uh, Blair was about to get sucked out of the ship. Yeah. Like that was his moment. And he still went, no, I'm good. And just stood there and watched. Like he didn't actually help. He just stood there and watched the whole time. Like there was no arc there for that character to grow. And he was in like every other scene going, I hate your guts, pilgrim, you know? And it just never happened, which I thought was very weird. He was in Mass Effect Andromeda. Yes, he was. Uh, I'm trying to... He also was in uh, Batman. Batman of the Bat- uh, um, Young Wallander, Space Race, Oranges and Sunshine, The Dinosaur Project. Yeah, he was in The Dark Knight. He was acting commissioner. <clears throat> yes. He was in The Jacket, which was a Chris Roberts produced movie. Mm-hmm. He's a good looking guy. He's uh, he's built, man. Okay. They, what was it? Um, the radar man Falk. Did at any time, did you confuse him for you and McGregor? Hold he on, was the one that would call out, um, how far the ships were and all that stuff. Right. So you again, a lot of the movie was shot where it was like a, your the the actor's face was just framed in the shot. Oh yeah. Uh Craig Kelly, I think was his name. Craig Kelly, let me find him. I don't remember ever 
doing something like that. He, Let me see. he did a lot of yelling. Cr- of- oh, him. No, I never got that mixed up, but he was. I mean, he's a good looking guy. It's just certain shots of him made it look like it was. I'm like, is Ewan McGregor in this? We're safe. They're never going to find us. Yeah. He Which, does, does kind of have that same look. So I'm thinking, okay, this, this is an older movie. If Hugh McGregor was in it, he'd be younger. Not realizing this came out the same year that uh, Star Wars this Episode did, One came, came out. out exactly. Wait, this isn't an older movie. It, I did the same thing over <laughs> and over and over again. It just like, seems like it was. I seriously thought this movie was made in like 87. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just as a, as a touch, because we usually do this this as well. Just real quick, movie movie compared to the game. I did play the old Wing Commander games, right? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was like you said at the beginning. It, you you're up in a ship, you shoot stuff, and it blows up. And they did like the HUD looks almost identical as it did in the game, which was awesome. The same ship types were there, you know, the same weapons and everything, so you could even and not just me as a Star Citizen fan going back and geeking out. Like if you played. Wing Commander, like, yeah. there was a lot of fan service for you in this movie, in the ships and how combat worked. So, yeah, I th- a- as a as a game to movie rendition, they did a really good job of bringing that over. As a movie itself, I really enjoyed it just as a movie again. But, yeah, it definitely, knowing it could have been a better script kind of makes me sad. The one thing they had going for them is the guy who directed the movie directed and produced the video games. Yeah. Or that, so, that's why everything was so perfectly put over into it. Cause he do. Yeah. And that's how uh, it should be. <laughs> if, if you want, if you want a video game movie to have enough of the video game in it, one of the head people putting the movie together should be someone that worked on the game. Like doom. The last movie we did, if Fuck. they would have gotten, um, uh, what was the other I think Ramirez, I think is his name. I have to. So there is the two Johns. There's the one that's still doing stuff and he's uh, big with the Oculus Riff. Mm-hmm. He was the one that did all the engine behind the game. That was his thing. And then there was the idea guy. If he would have directed Doom, yeah, it probably would have been, been completely different. Oh, yeah. He's the one that started um, like tournaments. Mm-hmm. First person tournaments, and one of the tournaments he was giving away a Ferrari that he owned. That was the prize. Those were the days, man. Those were the days. Also, for anyone out there, the uh, um, the Commodore guy. I'm trying to find it, the actor's name or the character's Com- name. The Commodore. Commodore. There was only one Commodore. Oh, Paladin. Paladin. Yeah, yeah, Paladin. I got serious Kyle Katarn vibes. I don't know if you know who Kyle Katarn is. He's from the uh, from uh, the early LucasArts Star Wars games, like Dark Forces and stuff. I am looking through his. He's been in tons of st- like. Oh yeah, tons of stuff. But I got serious Kyle Katarn vibes. So if you if you know who that character is, and you've seen Wing Commander, let me know. Why? Oh, he's in from the Earth to the Moon miniseries. He's in Bad Boys. He's in Operation Dumbo Drop. He was in Goldeneye. Jesus. Um, like, 
There is some. I, I'm wondering also if for Freddie Prince Jr. If it was intimidating, also being on the set with some of these actors. Yeah, like, there was a lot, of, and that's probably most of the budget went to paying for these people. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, who is it? Um, Matthew McDowell, McConaughey. Yes. Yeah. Um. So in the video games, uh, where is it? Uh, oh. This is one of the only three films that was released with a theatrical trailer for Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Many people paid a mission to see the trailer and then walked out of the theater. <laughs> and Chris Roberts is actually in the movie? Yes, he is for he's a brief the, second. He's, yeah, he's the rescue pilot at the end. Yep. I, he, I've seen, again, because of all the Star Citizen stuff, I've seen his face a ton. So when that popped, I was like, hey, that's Chris. Um... Two of the actors, Jorgen Prochasnow and David Warner, had previously appeared in Privateer 2, The Darkening, a spinoff game from Wing Commander series. Yeah, the Privateers were good. Aaron Roberts. Uh, yeah, uh, Malcolm McDowell. He was meant to reprise his role. He would have been Admiral Towley, the, but uh, he had to decline due to scheduling conflict with Fantasy Island. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, man. Oh, the ra rapier fighters are built out of English electric lightning uh, fuselages, not out of MiG-21 fuselages, sometimes stated. So they actually built those out of actual planes. Yeah, that made because you could, if you just look at like the whole um, design, it 100% looks like a World War II plane. And sometimes the, the sound design was like a diesel engine. I was like, uh, wait a second. But, no, they were sweet little ships, man. There are no X-Wings, but they were sweet. In the game, Angel was Belgian and Paladin was Scottish. In this film, Angel is English and Paladin is French. So Paladin, Paladin would have been, been cool as Scottish. Oh, yeah. As Sean Connery. As Sean Connery, yes. <laughs> I'm Commodore. Actually, then he would have been, uh, he still would have been French. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, I'm Commodore Spaniard. Hi, right, anything else with Wing Commander, my man? Um. Oh, the the musical score was rejected before the film's release. <laughs> they had a whole music score for this movie and right before the release. No, we're not using that. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> So who is making these decisions? I don't know, but like, yeah, a subplot about about a trader was cut from the film. However, the manufacture, toy manufacturer X Toys made and distributed the Pilgrim Trader action figure. It comes with a mask hiding trader's face. When the mask is removed, the identity of the trader is revealed. Admiral Wilson. Whoa. Which they could have still put in there would have made no difference to the movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It would have made it would have been better if the the one pilot you're talking about was a traitor. Mm-hmm. And there would have you, you knew why there was least, no redeem. Yeah, it, that would have worked for the for that arc, but it nothing happened there.
I didn't pull up any reviews, but I could. Let's see here. I don't know if I really have to uh, after the uh, the uh, Freddie Prince Jr. quote. Uh, it's uh. <laughs> let's see. Here you go. I, I'll I'll see if I can find some. They like IMDb because you can go. Okay, one star. A lot of it uh, is wow. This sucks. No, it isn't that bad. It's worse. This is Here. a movie. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. Question mark. Question mark. Uh, here you go. Danny Mendoza, four-star review here for Wing Commander. Uh, this was written two months ago, actually. Uh, I know this movie is not highly rated. It's got a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. However, I know this. Uh, I know this. All film is subjective, no matter the medium or genre. I must say, I enjoyed this movie very much because I went into it without knowing anything about the video game. Yes, the dialogue wasn't that great, but for what it was, I found it very entertaining. The space battles were good. The mythology of the pilgrims were good, and I found the grittiness of the ships very much in nod to Star Wars Episode Four, where the rebels' fleet were not in excellent condition. I especially enjoyed the beginning of the film with JFK's speech about space. And at the time period is about 600 years into the future. The action was good. The only thing I can criticize is that it needed about 30 minutes more longer to flush out some character development. If it had, if I had to give it a rating out of 10, I would give it a six and a half out of 10 enjoyable. So yeah, that's basically all stuff I said earlier. If there's just some character, some developments that didn't happen, but the space battles were great. The mythology of the pilgrims I really enjoyed and the greenness and everything. Yeah, I totally this this review is basically exactly what I said. Look at that. I would have liked. I would like though to see what it remade with the script that Freddie Prinze Jr. read. <laughs> yeah. But like that also could have came down to the yeah the script looked great, but when they sat down and realized oh we're limited on what we can yeah. do we don't have ILM this script is going to cost us a lot of money for sure. Because if we know anything of Chris Roberts, he's very ambitious. Oh on yes, ideas. Oh yes. Um, and then to keep it in line with how we usually do these reviews, I did find a one-star review for you, Jay. Okay. Uh, it is not good, folks. You could say it's bad. <laughs> and there I'm you go. Just reading like. Uh, titles of one-star reviews, a whole pile of space garbage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Redeeming value, question mark? Explosions. This one, Sequest in space. Sequest in space? Uh, who on earth would give this a 10? In the words of Bill Murray in Scrooge. Wow. Did that suck? <laughs> Some of the titles are... I don't feel like reading the actual review. The title kind of sums it up. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I threw up on my shoes. That... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this one, I thought Godzilla was bad. Some of these are actually from 99, like when the movie came out. Yeah, and I'm surprised how many I've found that are like in the last couple months, which is really interesting. 
But yeah, man. Anything else oh, for Wing Commander? Chris, you let Hollywood suck you in. Tisk tisk. <laughs> You've changed. I saw one of those. That was pretty good. Chris Roberts, you've changed. Chris Roberts massacres his own storyline. <laughs> this movie is not Wing Commander. Well, it is Wing Commander. It's literally called Wing Commander. <laughs> what movie did he watch? Uh, I play PC games and followed the Wing Commander series since 91. Let me tell you what, even though Chris Roberts, founder of the series, directed the movie personally, this movie doesn't even come close to being Wing Commander. But it's called Wing Commander, so it is. Yeah, and the Angel is, is literally the Wing Commander. The special effects is nothing to talk about, most of all. It follows almost every cliche in the book of movie making. The story for the game is way better than the movie. All I can say is the egotistical game producer and turn director... Chris Roberts ruined everything. My advice move avoid this movie like the plague. It's not Wing Commander. But it is Wing Commander. <laughs> and to claim that Chris Roberts is egotistical? <laughs> yeah. He's funding a game <laughs> that's not even released yet. I don't think he's egotistical. I think he's just his ambition. He's just very ambitious. He wants, he had, he has this idea for, for a sci-fi world and wants it to be a thing any way he can. And now it sounds like, um, player unknown is following the same ambition. Yes. I have heard that. The actual, the actual, for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, the you know everyone knows PUBG, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, began with someone whose whose handle is Player Unknown. So that mm. actual person is moved on from PUBG, and they're working on other projects. And yeah, like uh, Jay said, being very very Chris Roberts esque in yeah, it's reaching the for name the stars. The, Prologue is the name of the game. So ooh ooh ooh, so much to leave up to guess. Um, he wants to use AI to develop the world that the games it's, uh, who's it? Dr. Lupo was playing a clip of his trailer thing. He did the whole sitting in front of a white screen, but black and white explaining the game. Interesting. He's probably a, he's probably a star citizen squadron 42 fan. <laughs> Who wouldn't be, man? It looks awesome. I want, I want $300 million too. <laughs> yeah, that sounds nice. I'll take that. So we've done reviews. I'm pretty sure you'd recommend this movie. I would. Yeah, absolutely. Even if you've never played the games, you've never played Star Citizen, you never looked at any of that stuff, just as like, if you're into, because we've had, over the years, we've had a lot of cheesy sci-fi movies, right? Yeah. If you're into that genre of just a cheesy sci-fi movie, this is such a great fit for that genre. It just as a standalone sci-fi movie is a ton of fun. Definitely, it's definitely a memorable experience. I I would I recommend it. I think this movie would have done better coming out the generation we're in now with all the streaming platforms. The Netflix, the Amazon Prime, down in the states Hulu stuff like that. This movie I don't think it was ever meant for a theater. It was meant for consuming at home. Or what's that other one? Tubi, you guys have been talking about? Tubi, yeah. Or Tubi, yeah. Yeah. 
this type of this movie and how it was filmed and stuff like that would have would have been successful on platforms nowadays. So again, Chris Roberts being too um, ambitious, ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. So now the so this is the fourth. Yes, correct, wait. Mundo, my friend. So your list of worst to best that we've reviewed so far. Worst to is best? Doom is one, right? Yeah, Doom, Doom, is, Doom the is the worst. worst. Um, and then Street Fighter. Street Fighter. And then, um, and Hitman. then Hitman. And I'm pretty sure you're putting this one above Hitman or I, below Hitman. It's, it's, it's a tough call. Because, like, obviously Hitman's a newer movie. It had... It had a lot more money behind it, really good action sequences and stuff. But from just the sh- like, yeah, gut reaction. I'm going to put this movie above as my as my best movie we reviewed yet. I'm putting this one above above Hitman. I had I, I had actual like legit just feelings while watching it. I was grinning. I was giggling. Like yeah, and that's just because of me as a person and my experiences. I would go Doom. Street Fighter, this movie, and then Hitman. I can respect that. Yeah, the this <coughs> one and, are kind of interchangeable. Like they could, knowing because it followed what the game, what like the game, like it, it didn't, it, it wasn't fucking Doom. No, nothing will be Doom. <laughs> Thank God. So, um. I think we had an idea what the next movie was, but I don't remember what your next movie pick is. I was thinking Super Mario Brothers, but I don't know if I want to do that one yet. Yeah, I'm not like, ready for that one yet. We need we need a bigger break after Doom before we have another god awful movie to review. Um So we can jump back to newer. So there's two that I'm looking um either Need for Speed from 2004 or Max Payne from 2007. So you got Mark Wahlberg and Max Payne. You ever play Max Payne in the video games? I have, yeah. And then you have the guy from Breaking Bad in uh, Need for Speed. I can't remember his name right now. Mm. What about Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider? Which one? The, Do you uh, want the, the, first the original one. Tomb Raider? Yeah, or, the, yeah okay. the original. Uh, I think I had to do, do, do. I don't have a year on that yet. Yeah. I'm yeah, ready for there's that. There's Tomb Raider, then there's Laura Croft, Tomb Raider 2001. Yeah. We'll do the original Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider movie with Angelina Jolie. That's 2001. So two years after this. Mm-hmm. And a lot more money went into this movie. Before the record, the 2018 Tomb Raider movie was also really good. I don't know if you ever oh, saw it, that one. It, Laura Croft's Tomb Raider. Is yeah. That was a good movie. I'm in West. Why does that name seem from... Oh, The Mechanic. Con Air. Mm-hmm. He directed Con Air. Mm-hmm. All right. There we go, man. That's 
Tomb Raider, the next movie. I get to watch some Angelina Jolie action and smile. I'm a happy oh, man. Yeah. Her dad's in this movie. Yes, as her dad. <laughs> and James Bond is in this movie. We haven't watched it yet, Jay. We haven't watched it yet. I know. I'm just sorry. <laughs> It's been a few years since I've seen it. Yeah, same. Which is why I kind of, I kind of want a, a movie I've seen before on the list again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I keep on throwing out movies you've never seen. Yeah, yeah, and it makes uh, I don't know. I'm getting self conscious. <laughs> um, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, I'm Elmer Fudd. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all those places at. Elmer Fudd Games, double M, double D. Or you could just go to justsomeguardians.com and all that stuff's there too. It's there. Yeah, absolutely. We we have updated the website of, of a little bit. Like we're, we're going to, we're going to depaul it. A petit peu. Yeah. It's, it is not destiny themed anymore, which has been like a year and a half coming, but, um, yeah, the, on the About Us page in there, we've got all the hosts there, links to social medias and whatnot, everything you need's there. Uh, Podcast-wise, our audio feed is also on the website. Twitch is there, YouTube, everything is linked to the website. You can get everything you want through there. Mr. Evil J 2789 Dude, where are you at, brother? Um, Pretty much everywhere at EvilJ2789. I love it. Good branding. Same across the board. Yeah, I like it. Did you ever write yourself an outro for the show? Not really. We just kind of uh, wing it. <laughs> I had I had one, <coughs> and then we changed the script. Yeah, that's true. It was really good, too. That's why I signed on for the podcast. I'm very upset. I don't want to even look at this podcast. I don't want to see a single scene of this podcast because it makes me <laughs> sick. Um. I had it sitting there. It kind of got wet, turned into a white substance, and I think Jean-Claude Van Damme tried to snort it. <laughs> you mean you how many more takes? I don't remember this movie at all. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's a podcast. I like it. I dig it. I'll do a... Oh, no, you're editing this one. Yeah. Just I always... When we're talking at the end, just slowly fade it out, and that's a great, great way to just end it. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. <clears throat> well, everyone who's watching, I think it's probably just me and Jay and my wife, I think, is the viewers. But thank God for hanging out. We're going to go ahead and end the stream here. Thank you for joining us here at twitch.tv. slash just some guardians. Kisses. Ending stream.